You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be a Rizcho Daraisa. Wow, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, and in Eretz Yisrael, it's only a couple of hours before Kedusha Shabbos Yisraira. Rabbi Yosef Karil Bechafer, I know, is going out from Moshev Matasyo. He's going to be Mu'utav Betalisoy. He's going to run out. I don't know if there are mountains over there for you to run out to, but with your hands... Stretched out to the Rabbeinu Shalom, you're going to be Makabel the Shabbos Kala, and Eretz Yisrael. Who knows? Maybe your tefillas uh, this evening, Rabbi Yosef, are going to. You're going to make a complete turnaround. There's going to be such a a, a, a kedusha ilah that's going to be shira in 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 all the ilah mesaliyanim. That I'll join you in Eretz Yisrael soon. The the zmanagula is 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 there, right? Is it? I wasn't aware. I don't know. Um, I know that um, I know that you've uh, Eretz Yisrael. I know has has experienced shockwaves. That the um, yes. you know, that, well, the Saratayra himself has been there for close to two weeks, yeah. and uh, yeah. How does it feel being an anonymous uh, tourist over there and not being the big macher of Muncie? <laughs> I'm not the big macher of Muncie, but an uh, anonymous tourist is an anonymous tourist. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting feeling. Yeah, and I know that um, yeah, there is definitely. I mean, look, I love it when 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 I was in Eretz Yisrael, my kids kept on saying, you know, Dad loves all the uh, you know every every traffic cop, every every checkpoint, just seeing all the Israeli men and women and 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 and, and the that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's the way I feel. I mean, again, maybe it's because I go so. No, it's one thing here, especially in Matityahu. You see that the kids are playing in the streets till one, especially to one, two in the morning. Little kids, and there's some scooters and bicycles, and you know, it's kids move from here from Kiryat Sefer, which is right next door. And uh, you have women walking the streets at all hours of night. It's ironic that in Israel, in these places, you have a certain sense of security you don't have in America. Right, and 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 of course the Hasbara is not effective in giving over that that sense you know again because this is so much of the news media focus on the terror and this and the fear whereas you're saying most of the time in most of the from uh and cities there is a sense of um yeah we can do what we want this is our country right. well, and, yeah 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 well i i that you had a chance to uh take that in and absorb it, and just like I what was it Frederick uh, in that Leo Leone's uh, children's story, who spends the whole um, uh, period right before the winter staring at the um, what's the sunrise, staring at the flowers, staring at the trees, while the rest of I forgot. I think there's little frogs. I think they are little ants. Or I, think, I forgot what it is. Somebody's going to tell us what it was. And they're they're all working, and he's sitting there. And this is like a, a flip on the typical ant and the grasshopper. And basically, he he sits there absorbing on a rock. And uh, they're saying, "Come on, you have to help. You have to help." Well, what happens is eventually it gets cold and winter, and all these um, uh, all these little creatures are hibernating or, or, or shivering in the cold and he's able 
to lighten their lives with all the things that he has noticed and remembered and gives them over. And he's able to give them a hemshech through that whole that whole uh, hibernation type period. I don't know if it was really hibernation, but I guess that's what you're doing too, right? Right before uh, you go back to um, to Beth Hillel, right? I get it right this time, not the Clifton Cheder, right? Beth Hillel, right? Is that what it's yeah. called? Yes. Yeah. Right. After, right. Not 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 the 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 original Beth Hillel, which is maybe somewhere. Who knows? The original ruins of it might be somewhere in 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 uh, in Eretz Yisrael. But the Beth Hillel of of Passaic, New Jersey, you're going to have all these iris that you that if you have uh, fostered up here, right? <laughs> yeah, they're nets out of bitoichai, like yeah, like some of the great, uh, like Isaiah's Ogur, and you're going to be able to hopefully to give that over to yourself and to me. This whole Poor. part of the introduction, or are we go, uh, or we raise on to the program itself. Well, actually, I just wanted to butter you up a little bit because I want to roast you a little bit. So first, we have to butter the, we have to butter the object first before we put it on the spit. Um, so, so, so I understand. You know, uh, now, I, you rented a car, right there. They have an interesting new thing here, which is it's not renting is very expensive because it's Benaz money. It's interesting about Eric's role, the rates go up during Benaz money. And uh, so they have a city car, which is like you get take it for a few hours. Sure, and sure. They have that. Go. They have that around the, all, in most big cities. So in other words, like it's like you're, you're like Mr. Phelps from Mission Impossible. They give you like an address where you're supposed to pick the car up, and then like you just find it parked over there. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And um, so, uh, and 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 you've been the driver, or I know I know Rebbitz and Shani is quite a driver. I, yeah, I but went. She's not signed up for the service. She, she likes driving. I remember we when we yeah, went. She does. I remember that for many, many eons ago when uh, I ran right. a seed program, and I remember she drove at that time. It was like a big Kiddush, a big minivan. Like nobody had minivans at the time. And I remember she drove the minivan with us. So who's the driver? Rebbitz and Shani. Uh, oh, I'm the driver. You're the driver. Oh she boy. Sign up for the service. Uh oh. Okay, so how are you finding? We all know how uh, how um, uh, dangerous the roads and Eretz Yisrael are, and the um, yeah. How are you finding the driving there? Yeah, I need to. This is a aside. I don't know if I've shared with this audience before, which I believe in with strong faith. Which is, we have a big question: Why in earlier generations were there many tzaddikim? He lifted up a rock and he found it. Found a tzaddik underneath. In our generation. There are barely any tzaddikim. And I think the answer, probably part of the answer, is the people who drive cannot be, uh, have the grave difficulty being tzaddikim. Because driving brings out all sorts of bad mitos. Uh, and it's built, it's built that way. Because if you don't try and cut in front, say when you're coming out of, well, now they change it, but when you're coming out of the George Washington Bridge Toll Plaza, you're never going to get anywhere. You're just going to get stuck by the toll for the entire day. You have to be aggressive. When you come to a stop sign, you can't just let people go because then you'll never move, right? So there's no amida batronus. It's not so simple to practice in driving. Also, there are other amidas such as which are uh, negative in driving, and we know there's this famous idea of road rage. And uh, in general, though, driving leaves me in a state of uh, uh, anxiety and tension. 
It's naturally driving in an unfamiliar place. I don't know if it's Eretz Yisrael per se. The fact that they tend to pass you if you slow down or drop and then cut in front of you. The fact that the motor, the motorcycles are constantly cutting in and out of traffic. The fact that pedestrians here are oblivious or you know they don't care. It seems they don't even care if they you hit them. And uh, the fact that people pass on the shoulder if they get very, very impatient. So all these things are, are, are phenomena which are perhaps more exacerbating as you saw, although I don't think driving New York is that much better. But um, the point is that how can, uh, can uh, it was coming to a gas station today, and uh, this the guy, a Haredi guy, has his point straight and pulling, and is about to, to pull a bit to the right to go to the ATM, and he zoomed past him and, uh, on the right to pass me. And uh, he almost, he almost hit him. He almost hit me. Uh, um, and, and this left, there. and yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting your your rant here, but uh, yeah, so it left you, it, it left you shocked a little bit to see the the brazen chutzpah of somebody who's a yid who probably is going to go to the mikveh and is probably going yeah. to be mishtatech to the rabbinu shalom bitfilosay, yeah. and then hours before that he acted like the most aggressive caveman in terms of yeah. making sure that he was able to uh, step on your feet, as it were, on his way out. And I saw and, the usual line the other day: somebody passed, uh, cut off, maybe. Uh, moving, cut off Shimon a couple of times, and uh, Shimon like um, deliberately ran this car into the other car. He was so upset. His car was cheap, so I'm going to get the other guy. Yes, so, yeah. Uh, Listen, yeah. you're, listen you're, I, I would say that the, uh, and I've talked about this on some of the other my other forums, even many, many years ago, about how the most um, incredible uh, invention, probably of the last, you know. 200 years has been the automobile, allowing human beings to transport themselves. That's what automobile means itself. You transport yourself. And uh, you're, you're correct. The road rage is obviously the one of the worst aspects of it, that the, your worst midos come out because it becomes the most important thing. I think Hazal understood this a little bit when the, if you take a look at the, you know, the, the, the Mishnah Masech Tisbeza and the Brises that deal with all the taconis of for example, not getting on a horse, um, not climbing a tree, um, uh, not being, not going swimming. If you take a look, it's all about getting there quick, right? <laughs> it's all about, oh, I can't go on the horse because I might uh, be machtich zamayra in order to hit that horse. And I might, I, the reason why I can't enjoy myself leisurely in the water is because what do I want to do? I want to propel myself as quick as possible and I'm going to make a svinah shayotan. Right? It's all about, you know, we have this, Chazal understood this as well, that once we get in some sort of auto aspect, we want to get there quick and we will be over Isurim to do it, right? Even though I know what Hilcha Shabbos is, but you know what? Once I get on this wonderful, calm horse, you know, instead of petting him and, and appreciating the Rabbi Shalom's Bria that he created such a so remarkable, strong animal, go, baby, you know, hi ho, silver. I've got to cut this thing and get it done. So I do think that it's, it's not necessarily a, um, something that the 20th century spawned. I think once human beings have that uh, freedom, uh, you know, it, it, there's this artificial sense of, of, of pushing and accomplishment. Now you take that idea and you, um, uh, you compress a whole bunch of people into a land 
uh, that probably, and even though it's Eretz Hatzavid, but you put it into a land where everybody is on top of each other. Uh, you also combine that with the natural tension of living in Eretz Yisrael, which is a combination of a, you know, the labyrinth-like um, dictates of this semi-socialist government where everybody is frustrated and, and, and you have to go to this office and that office. Everything is, is, is discombobulated in terms of where everything is and what's going on. And there's also the, the innate tension of the fear of the enemy, uh, the fact that they feel that they're a country under siege. And you also have the tensions, of course, as we've talked about many times between the Haredim and the Chilonim. Put that's a powder keg, and then you put a, you give such a person a car. Uh, plus, <laughs> you give them the other auto aspect, which I think rivals the, uh, which is going to rival the automobile, which is of course the um, little super duper thing I'm holding here in my hands. Now, you add that to the mix, and what you do have is unfortunately one of the worst accident rates in 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 the world. I think also part of it is like the. Um, the fact that Israelis do not, and again, I don't want to be uh, creative. I don't want to see without the Israelis. I don't know what, uh, do you ask, uh, there are lots of well, people me, actually yeah, running around I just, want to ask you, I'm asking a personal question. Okay, let me just, can, can I just say, can I just say this one point here, because I'm, I'm getting started. Um, <laughs> the Kitrug here. I'm getting started, I wanted to interrupt you. Okay, just, just one last thing. Yeah, and now you're, you're, you're making me lose my train of thought, my car of thought. Um, you know, the other kid trick is, is that there's in the United States, although we hate the, um, uh, you know, whatever it is, the, the Motor Vehicle Commission, everybody hates going to those places because it's like, you know, you know, they're, they're all terribly inept and you have to wait for hours and nothing works. And then during COVID, you can't even get anybody to answer the phone. But I think in Israel, like, you know, yeah, they pay you off, you know, you know, here, at least you have to go through and can you parallel park? Do you know, did you, right? I think in Eretz Yisrael, it's sort of like, okay, you passed. No, 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 no. They're much more strict here. That's why I'm part of the plea. They're much more strict. Oh, they are? You, you have to know. Yeah, yeah. You really have to know how to drive well, and yet they drive yeah, like yeah, Meshuggahim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they still drive like yeah. Meshuggahim? Yeah. I, I, I yeah, thought maybe... The, the yeah, that is Takapella. It's like it's like like it's like you're like you have to yourself and go through this, but then eventually, once you're on the road, <clears throat> it's all about aggressiveness. But I agree. I, I think your point is somewhat novel, and and I, it, although I think it's been re- rehashed, I, I I like your take on it. That since all of us, well, you know, maybe they're going to take our license away in about ten years or so. Um, yeah. But. Um, but, but most of us, and I guess, you know, as we get older, uh, you know, we're forced to uh, get that vehicle, right? Well, you know, I spent an hour or so uh, the other day, you know, making sure I'm going to have a vehicle, you know, after my, my leases come up. So this takes up so much of our time and so much of our uh, identity is we're behind this incredible machine um, that can wield so much power. We're all alone. And um, in a way our worst tendencies are able to come out. Uh, It forces us many hours in that enclosed space, but it also means that we're not interacting. We're not sitting in the base medrash screaming at each other or understanding. uh, Yeah, but that's not a question. That's not the Mido's issue. That's a separate issue about, uh, you know, Bittel's mom, but it's not about, that's not about. uh, Uh, Again, leaving a person, you know, right? When we're, when we're all by ourselves and so much of our, our, our day is the commute all by yourself. Look, you, you, you you know, 
welcome back. You're going to be commuting, right? Again, and it's going to be an hour every single day or more, or, or hour there, an hour back. Yeah, so you can listen to Rizla de Rice and other great things while you're driving. But there's another part of you, like as you say, you know, you're, what's my quickest way to the, to the George Washington Bridge? What can I do? What can, right? And all of that is not conducive to, to meet this device. Um, so, you know, I, I think it is a, it's almost like there's no, um, you know, you, you could stop people from being on the internet. What are we going to do? I mean, uh, you know, I, I think this, I think, you know, maybe can we talk about rethinking society and going back to a mass transit where basically, you know, you're, a, you're, you're, you're shuttled, you're shunted into, um, you know, something, a machine that takes you and then hopefully you can do I that. that. This, one of the, this is one of the great things that you can send the machine for, which no other generation pays for us. You know, I don't think the Chavetz Chaim would have been Chavetz Chaim if he had to drive himself to, around Raleigh. Right. Of course, uh, you know, there, there were very little roads over there. You know, he, he had to stop. I there understand, was... but yes. Yes, yes. I just wanted to show off a little bit, but um, that, you know, Rodden was like so off the beaten path. You had to get off like the main highway, so to speak, and then you had to walk by feet. That's why uh, there are many, many stories of these kids that would come exhausted uh, into the yeshiva, you know, sometimes plotzing. And of course, the Chavetz Chaim uh, was there to make sure that they all had the Kabbalah's upon them. But you interrupted me before. I don't know if you can remember your train of thought, uh, what I it did. is that you wanted to say. Go ahead. I'm curious, do you actually, many people do this, I know my wife does this, me not so much, when they get annoyed at other drivers, they actually talk to them, and not directly, obviously, but they say things about, to the other drivers. As in, in their brain, in their, in the, they have imaginary conversations with other drivers. Yeah. How do those go for you? Uh, let me see if I do that. Um, I generally, um, I think you're going to have to ask the people who sit with me in the car. Most of the time, my wife is sort of like a white knuckle uh, passenger with me. And she says, I hate what you're doing. And like, I see her hand like holding the glove compartment and saying, oh, I, well, why do we have to drive this way? Come on. What, you don't have another five minutes. Right. And, and, you know, and especially now, I think the car that we have has a little beep when you go in another lane or something. You know? And it doesn't beep by me all the time. It's beeping. So um, I, I do think that that I make observations. I try not to uh, uh, to be too uh, caught up. You know, you know, we do have a, a, an ability to bifurcate our mind. You know, I think that's part of what driving can do, especially I think in, in, in areas that are less crowded. You know, we can sort of like on one hand be involved in an action that comes so naturally, like without even thinking. And then the other part of our mind can be doing something else. Now, I'm not sure if this is called distracted driving or not, but I think most of us, I think, are, I think most yeah. of us are able to master that. And we're not even thinking mm-hmm. about, oh, it's because our, our muscle memory kicks in. We know three streets from here, we're going to have to make a lift, et cetera. So I think that, um, but I think some of the stuff that I'm doing is, yeah, I know that's a woman driver. You know what I'm saying? I, again, as much as I, you know, I'm not part of you and Mr. You know, I'm not part of the woke world, but I definitely, uh, you know, don't think it's right to to put down women in any sort of way, sense of form. They should be paid and we should be marich them and respect them. But I do find sometimes when I see someone, you know, like, you know, ponderously uh, like driving in front of me and not knowing what's going on and shifting, sometimes I, I admit here that my old, you know, 1950s, 60s prejudice kicks in and I'm thinking, oh, it's probably a woman driver. It's probably a woman driver. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't. I, 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 think, I think it's even as such a little thing as on the Palisades Parkway, kind of do it. The speed limit used to be fifty, now I think it's fifty-five. But almost nobody goes into seventy. What kind yeah. of chinuch is that for ourselves? Yeah. Okay. This gets into an interesting. Uh, I think machlekes. I think between Rav. Um, uh, I'm not talking about whether it's Ravelsky uh, and others, whether uh, whether it's Dina and Machusadina or not. I think no, Rabiak- I, I, I only found with Dina Machusadina because then I'm uh, all goes by what they're okay, okay, can, can we just say parenthetically so there should be some Torah aspect of Rizho Daraisa that there is uh, uh, many who argue, I heard this from Shame Rabiakov and others, that if everybody is going. Uh, 65 and 70, and you see everyone around you, then it's clear that even though there's a sign that says 55 or whatever, that this is not part of Dina de Malchusa, right? Okay, so let's, that, do you that, agree that, with that? Do you agree with that? Of course. There's a fame of, of, of typically when they say Rabbi Heinemann went directly to the police and asked them what their mock bid on. And he said they, they say it's 10% over the speed limit. So right. um, I used to hear that too, right? Yeah, I heard. I remember hearing from the, from my rabbi as well. So, so, so it's not. The point you... is, the point is, it's not. It's. I'm not just for us. For the whole whole country, we're being mechanic ourselves. That yeah, fifty five doesn't mean fifty five. What else doesn't mean what it says? Well, I remember before you even had these speed limits. A lot of it was it was. Oh, instant... you don't. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I do. Yes, I do. You remember speed limits in Tennessee. One second. First of all, it was it, it, listen. I don't prepare for this program as is painfully obvious here, um, but I do know that those speed limits were instituted uh, at the end, early 1970s, I think. Um, and no, for, that was when 55 was instituted. Till then, that, that's when the federal law became to be 55. Right. I, re- I remember. Was- I remember on the on the expressways in Tennessee in Arkansas driving with my dad, I think the speed limit was 75 or something like that. Um, yes, and, 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 right. And in some places there was no, there was no speed limit almost. Yeah. So what are you saying? You're saying going so fast is so you're taking such dangerous risks with your life. Is that what you're it's saying? Just, no, it's just, it's just educating oneself that, uh, that the laws are not really laws. And of course, when it comes back to, uh, you know, Yadus, if you take that, that uh, take that, um, if you take that attitude, so then other laws become not okay. real laws. Right. Well, yeah, I, I suppose there's something to what you're saying in terms of, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, but obviously, if you're going to be this, uh, you know, this uh, person who's barely holding on to the wheel and going exactly, you know, 49 or something like that, 48, and everybody's going to be uh, pulling up behind you and honking their horn, um, right. you're all, it's you're all. Loose. Yeah, you're also a uh, you're being marshal and probably right. opening yourself up to more accidents. You might be technically the able. The marshals are robbing. They're all coming <laughs> to hate you and to curse you and to say all sorts of bad things about you. So it's the same Shemayim. I gotta go seventy. Yeah, right. And, and, and as much as you can say to yourself, I am keeping to that speed limit. That's what it says, and I am doing the right thing. And I know in my own right. I don't know if there's such a great value in that as well. I think we have to be machanach our kids to know this. This chiluk, this is a suggestion. And also, it's you know going through any yellow. We all go through any yellows, right? We all speed oh. up on yellows. That's right. That's right. I think they had a um, a, a great movie in the early '80s called Starman where you had a person who somehow came to this earth and when he went driving with his companion 
uh, he figured it out that a yellow light means you go, you go like you go like crazy, right? Red is red is stop, green is go, and yellow means you go like crazy, which of course does does affect you know how many accidents happen in such a way. And there are and that's what I would like to throw at. I've talked about this often that the word accident is like this phony word that we use. You know, you were in an accident, right? Like as they say, you know, a little boy says, "What happened? I had an accident. Like I couldn't control my bowels." What do you mean you couldn't control? You had to drive like a mashugana, you know. Uh, through the yellow light, um, I had an accident. I was on the cell phone. That's an accident, right? That's why you go to your miklot, right? You're you you're you're exhibiting the hubris that send people to your miklot to change their lives. So I think part of you know we 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 came up with this Orwellian language spin of accidents and accident waiting. It's not an accident. You, know? you have people that are mamish. Uh, you know the word onus wouldn't apply. Nobody would call that you know uh, an onus that, that uh, with any ptur. Uh, and you know the chiyuvim, the chiyuvim, I think, are, are very clear. But our society insulates ourselves by using words like accents. But you didn't answer my other question. Look, you know, we always dream about changing the world here in Rizla. Um I, I sent you a, a text recently, um, and if you're listening, uh, our, our good friend, uh, thank you for sending that to us about people that are binging us. There, there, there are people out there that are that are just getting, you know ideas into their heads and 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 our 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 and, and we can maybe change things. So don't you think we should talk about changing this? Is there any way? Look, the Chassidim have, a, 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 have something here, right? They don't let their women drive. They consider it a chisorn and sneus. Uh, they have car services. And okay, so Nebuch, those are the guys that have to be the Rishoyim. But everybody else can sit back. Maybe, maybe this is something that we should consider more. Um, and um, right, is, is it something that, that, that can't we make a difference? Can't we uh, well, uh, you know, tell people... I'll tell you what we should say. What I'm going to say is um, I'm there sure is, you will. There is a Hebrew, a term in slang Hebrew, a friar, which roughly, roughly translates into loser in English. And I can feel this myself, right? Even uh, when somebody, the, one of my rabbis many years ago in Shavuot spoke about the Yetzirah la kof, the Yetzirah to, to cut somebody off, pass and cut somebody off. Which, and I think it's a Part of the same, the flip side of the the Yetzirah, not to be the loser. In other words, if other guy is passing you, you know, he accelerates to pass you, you accelerate and say, oh, no, I'm not letting him do this to me, right? Or if uh, somebody, you know, uh, um, as, as somebody uh, goes to, uh, uh, is, is going uh, through, uh, um, uh, is, going, is going too slowly to honk them, I try not to use the horn, but that's not necessary. That's I try not to, but uh, sometimes I do succumb to that Yetzirah. And um, you're all you've always uh, been impatient. I mean, you're impatient talking to me. I remember as a chavrusa also, even when I was discovering great nuggets of wisdom and rishonim that you had never even heard of. No, come on, let's get on with it. No, no, this is boring. Come on, let's get on to something else. So you do have this impatient streak in you. You've got to admit. I mean, it's yeah. been your it's been your Mila because I think you you don't want to be you don't want to sit there in a in a situation of a morass of 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 lack of energy. I mean, a morass of so I know you are an impatient person basically, and that's that's helped you a lot because you've used that to stir yourself to to do great things. It's frustrating though sometimes. But driving Even, driving exacerbates that impatience and that and makes a person really competitive because nobody wants to be the loser 
And uh, I think that the Shnira Samidos in driving is taka what you're saying, to be patient and also to uh, be willing to be a, a loser. It's very, I, I think that people have to uh, realize that Yetzirah and uh, work on it. And yeah. it's still going to, Still not going to have tzaddikim, but we're right. not paying, you know, but, but it's almost look. I, I, I listen. I think what you're saying, you know, it, it makes sense. But I think the it's almost like putting not like putting rats in a maze and expecting them to take out Thoreau and and and, and tea and crumpets, right? You, you you're putting them in there, and then you don't expect them to run. You don't expect them to you know to push. Uh, okay, work on your meat. Okay, you're in that situation where it's almost impossible not to be affected by the sviva. I think we have to think more in, in a big way. Um, I don't know. Again, part of it, I think, is mass transportation. Part of it, I think, is um, is the idea of people giving up their cars uh, and, and, and maybe not living in areas where the only way you're going to get there is by driving 40 minutes. Uh, you know, we, we have the same sort of kapeda, Rabbi Yosef, when it comes to, I can't live in Des Moines, I can't live in Paducah, where am I going to send my kids to school? Oh, I can't live in a place where the only way I could get to seven-mile grocery store to get all my frumkite food is I've got to drive 20 minutes on the, whatever the name of that expressway is in Baltimore, right? So, you know, the point is we can change, right? And we can say, you know, we're going to live in communities where there's going to be a lot of walking there's going to be a lot of more interaction um and you know and i think that's that's where the change is going to happen uh, another possibility i'll tell you though you know i had the schuss i guess although i used to talk to you often on my long drives i had the schuss in living in texas and over there of course, everybody has, a, you know, more than one car and a couple of pickups and a number of rifles and handguns. But one of the things that they have there is that when they drive, although they're not necessarily, um, you know, little teetotalers drivers, but there is you don't have that pressure because it's more wide open. And I think what you can do is even in a place that's flat and sort of ugly, like 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 Houston in places, appreciate also what's going on around you. Um, look, you both of us drive on the Garden State Parkway. You know, people make fun of New Jersey as being the Garden State. Like it's it's toxic. It's the it's the world of toxicity. It's like, bleh, right? But, but the truth is, the Garden State Parkway is pretty. You could actually. I'm not saying that you should get distracted, but you could at least. Instead of thinking about, am I going to maybe, you know, is Waze going to direct me to to somehow trick the traffic? There is a way of appreciating the Rabbinic Shalom's Velt, which is out there. Um, and driving sometimes does give you that ability. I remember when I used to drive every morning to SAR, which was an incredible... Yeah, they're much more, much more Eretz Yisrael. You're right. Eretz Yisrael, you can appreciate because the, the, the view is much more incredible. Look, look I used to drive... Let me just make this point here and we'll, we'll wrap this up. But I used to drive in, in SAR from Elizabeth, New Jersey to the Bronx. People would say, you nuts. But I used to leave early enough, and when I would get even on the 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 infamous New Jersey Turnpike, you know, full of you know tankers, and you know, what do you, but watching the sunrise uh, without the glare in your face, seeing you know aspects of the New York skyline, I, I was taken by not only what human beings were able to accomplish, but also that mamish right? And I think that 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 we can slow down 
by recognizing the incredible gift of this automobile, of being able to, on your own, just absorb and, and, and see, again, using that two stages of your mind, not, not to necessarily you know, drive off a cliff, but to actually calm yourself by looking at the Rabbi Shalom's beauty that's around you. Yeah, as the Baal Shem Tov said. And, let's, and, and we can say, look, you know, as mitracht gut, will sein gut, as you much, as yeah. we said from Chabad, and I think that's, that's part of it. Well, stay safe over there, you know, in your, um, in your journeys. I know that um, soon to be back, uh, if that's, you know, and, and, and again, I, 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 I guess the last thing we should say is, is the correlation true? Has, since the uh, development of the automobile, really, um, uh, you know, aligned with the decrease in Anoshim Tzdikim Bali Musar, you know, because, uh, listen, I know you try to buy into this myth. Can you think of a big Balmusser who actually drove a car? I can't. I think even our buddy probably didn't drive a car, right? Rabbi Victor Miller. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I, I, look, I think part of it was, you know, when we hear Maisim Sipurei Tzadikim, they, 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 be uchlisa, right? They have an uchlisa of chever that they, that they're, they're being, they're, you know, they're one, of the reasons I always want, one of the reasons I always want to be a Rosh Hashiva, one of the many ones, because I wanted to have a driver. Yeah, I'm saying we hear that, and, and we hear great stories how the driver, you know, took so much uh, Musar from the from from the Rashiva who drove him, and you know, etc. So I, I was I was with many I was with Rabbi Yaakov many times in the car uh, from Muncie back. I was able to see him on a number of trips, um, and definitely the way he handled the way the the midas derecheretz of making sure that the, the the driver would say thank you to the toll person that he was giving the money to. So definitely, I saw you know the the midas derecheretz of the passengers. Uh, there's famous stories about about Ravarin Kotler, you know, picking up hitchhikers and other things like that, um, and and making get, making sure they got home, even though they were these two you know you know ragamuffins on this uh, that were on the side of the road that weren't Jewish, and he made sure that their mothers would be worrying for them. So I do think we do have stories of gedolim in cars that show their tzidkus. But you're saying that they weren't in the driver's seat. So, uh, you know, I, I look, one thing you learn in Eretz Yisrael is, and I learned in Mexico City as well, is that, you know, sometimes you just share a car. Um, and it's it's unfortunate that we have to make the taxi drivers these, you know, these these hardened veterans that have to do this difficult work. But maybe that's the Eitzah. Again, I, I, I'm, I'm serious. Um, you know, maybe that's the Eitzah. Uh, even if we can't get, you know, the massive infrastructure uh, bill passed and we'll create, you know, monorails everywhere um, and we won't have to, um, won't have to, but even in terms of having, uh, you know, collective taxis and things like that, I think with the rise of Uber and Lyft, I, I don't think that's such a, a, a difficult reality to conceive. Um, yeah. Where You're saying good. You're saying Uber and Lyft are bringing us closer to Mashiach. Yeah, because this way it takes us out of the pressure of actually uh, mm-hmm. having to sit in front of that wheel and become Mario Andretti or who knows, you know, <laughs> John McClane from Die Hard. Whatever it is, whatever hero you're thinking about uh, sitting in that wheel, 
And I think that the, the eights is there. So that's not a bad idea, Rabbi. If you come back there to throw, you can be the prophet of, get rid of your cars, get rid of your cars. Well, enough people have to listen to this Mishra episode, and then we can start a mass movement. Yes, yes. And it could be, you never know, the, you know, the Henry Ford, uh, 8 o'clock might uh, sabotage us as, uh, yeah. you know, they say, look, look what they're trying to do. They're trying to destroy the auto industry again. Well, Anyway, that's it, my friends. Rabbi Yosef, take care. Hopefully next week we're going to be able to um, uh, have you back on, on our shores. Um, but you know what? Yes, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm sort of happy with you being away. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it, it, it makes my life easier in some ways. So uh, people don't... People don't you, can have, you can have all confidence in yourself. You don't have to worry about Beck off and being there. Well, you know, you know, in the old days when we were in Chicago, everybody confused us. You know that. Yes, people would come. Yeah. People would come and say, "Rabbi Bechaf, for you." No, that's not me. That's not me. No, no, <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the other guy. That's the other guy. All yeah. right, can't you? Can't you? No, tell by the, the way, different... recently, can I tell you this about redheads? The special trait about redheads? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it already. When? Yeah, what about the redheads? And yes, I heard about this. But go yeah. ahead. I'll have to edit it out. What is it about the redheads? You have to edit it out. Redheads have are more susceptible to tooth pain. Yes, I know. We you did this already. Yes, about your redhead. Yes, right, yes, 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 yes. You're doddering, doddering, and repeating. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah, all right. Take care, everybody. Check you next week. Be well. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 